0: Hi, Scott Walker here. Thanks for joining us on our weekly podcast, You Can't Recall Courage. This week we're talking about Hayden Biden. That's right. Uh, Joe Biden announced earlier this week that uh, he was not going to come to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the DNC uh, convention. Instead, presumably he'll be giving his uh, nomination. Well, he said he'll do it in Delaware. Presumably that means he'll be in the basement where he's been hiding out most of the last few months. In fact, he appears to be repeating the error uh, that Hillary Clinton made, obviously under different circumstances, after she lost the primary in Wisconsin to Bernie Sanders in the spring of 2016, she never came back again and uh, provided a similar treatment to voters in Michigan and Indiana, lost both of those states, trying to win other states, put other states on the map. Uh, Democrats vowed not to repeat that mistake, but here we are: Joe Biden not coming to Milwaukee to uh, accept the nomination of his party for president of the United States. Now, obviously, his defenders would say, hey, wait a minute, he's, uh, you know, it's COVID-19, coronavirus is going on, it's a global pandemic. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Obviously, uh, the convention itself, the delegates in mass, the thousands of people that would normally be at a national convention are not coming to Milwaukee, uh, nor are they coming to the RNC. In fact, I was one of the people that... uh, reached out to the White House to encourage the president to do exactly what he did, which is to put uh, the interest of the American people and his focus on fighting uh, to protect people's health, as well as fighting to get the economy going in ahead of anything to do with the party or any convention, which I give President Trump credit for. But, uh, you know, Joe Biden's lame excuse for not coming to Milwaukee was that he had been advised by health professionals not to put others at risk. Well, who is he putting at risk? I mean, he could come uh, on a private plane, wouldn't have to be on a commercial plane, not unprecedented, would have happened in the past. Certainly, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump as candidates at this time four years ago were out on private planes, could certainly come on a private plane, um, could do it with relatively few, if any, people, still be broadcast, but just symbolically, the idea of actually being in Wisconsin the place that they promised the convention now i mean you know, like basically what is it a couple of janitors and i mean all the speakers aren't here so i i don't know what exactly is going on uh in, in Milwaukee other than uh i was downtown uh recently this week and uh saw some stanchions going up and some signage but i don't know i guess the only people showing up it sounds like are protesters which Lord knows they need any more reason. And even worse this week, the Fire and Police Commission in the city of Milwaukee decided to demote the police chief uh, who had good standing with the men and women of the Milwaukee Police Department. So all sorts of nonsense going on there. But so Joe Biden's not coming to Milwaukee. Hayden Biden is hiding out yet again in his basement. Think about it. The former vice president's actually spent most of this year, most of 2020, hidden in the basement of his home away way, not only from the masses, but from the pressure and the heat of the national press corps, I had joked about this earlier this year before everything shut down that after he had his big wins on Super Tuesday and largely was headed towards being the presumptive nominee, I joked at the time, literally joked it was not entirely joking but but had no way did I realize how prolific i was I, I said if I was the d n c I would hide Joe Biden in the basement and not let him out till the day before the election. Uh, Because the more you make this a referendum on an incumbent, particularly under these challenging times that are happening all around the world, uh, the less time to focus on Joe Biden, uh, the better off for Democrats, the better off for the party out of power. Uh, I had no idea just how literally it seems they've taken that policy. So the few interactions he's had with the press have been with what were supposedly – Going to be largely friendly uh, interviewers. Although, yet again, it created another gaffe the other day uh, when uh, talking about uh, Latinos and comparing it to uh, uh, the African American population. Again, the kind of gaffe that if Donald Trump did it, uh, there'd be all sorts of calls for him to resign or step down or not run or any other nonsense. Uh, it's just, uh, just another gaffe by Joe Biden. Uh, but but he hasn't had that kind of pressure. And some people look at it and think, okay, this is entirely because of his age or onset dementia. And, and age is a factor, there's no doubt about it. It shouldn't be the sole factor, but you know, some of his critics certainly blame the challenges he has in keeping him hidden on his age. Remember, if Joe Biden were elected president, he would be 78 years old on Inauguration Day. Now, I was a kid, but I can still remember When Ronald Reagan was elected, uh, when he was running even, uh, his detractors tried to claim age was a factor. Ronald Reagan was 70 when he was sworn in as America's 40th president. Uh, Joe Biden would be 78. Others have actually just questioned outright, regardless of just age, his mental stability. Even uh, Joe Rogan, uh, the the podcast... uh, phenomena, I guess you call it, uh, who amazingly endorsed Bernie Sanders early this year, said on his podcast, quote, I believe that there's also a large group of people that are very uncomfortable with a man who seems to be mentally compromised winning the election and doing so by hiding, unquote. He went on to say, quote, he was just at another thing the other day and forgot where he was, unquote. Those are troubling issues, and any of you follow social media, Twitter, YouTube, others have, have seen probably the most damn it. My friend Mark Thiessen, he and I worked together on our book, Unintimidated, years ago, writes uh, a weekly column, appears in Fox News. He tweeted or retweeted a video clip segment, I guess you'd call it, the other day, of, of just the changes in command... Of uh, his presence and vocabulary and style that uh, that uh, has uh, has apparently been the case with Joe Biden over the last few years. When you look at 2008 when he was a candidate, some of his statements in the past and and how he answers or fails to answer coherently some of the issues today. But but I think there's a bigger reason why they want to keep him hidden. You know, keep him hiding, Biden, keep him hidden in the basement. And it goes beyond just age or uh, his mental stability. Uh, And I'll talk about that when we come right back. Scott Walker here. Thanks again for joining us on our podcast, You Can't Recall Courage. I think there are bigger reasons why Democrats are hiding Joe Biden in his basement. And as I mentioned, it's more than just mental status. It's more than just age. I mean, if you look at this, this guy's had his issues for years with gaffes. I mean, he's like... He's like the king of gas. Um, He he also has a tendency to say just about anything to get elected. We've seen that time and time again, which in some ways would put him in a similar category to Hillary Clinton. And then probably worst of all, I think they want to hide him from talking about anything that would let people know about his total and absolute embrace of really radical socialist positions that went over Barry Sanders and AOC supporters and others out there. And and so I, I just think it's critically important that people understand what's really, really going on here. I mean, think about this. Again, these aren't just recent gaffes, although they appear to be mounting up quicker and quicker. But you look at his more than four decades in public life, and they've just been littered with gaffes. Uh, You know, after he was uh, elected and took office as the vice president, um, President Obama sent, dutifully sent uh, Joe Biden to go speak to the members of the House uh, Democrat caucus, because um, he, of course, had just come from the Senate, uh, talk about how uh, about the economic uh, stimulus package. And he was talking, he kind of made reference to the fact that Democrats could suffer at the polls in the 2010 elections for supporting what was then a, a proposed $900 billion so-called economic stimulus package. At that annual retreat, he actually said, if we do everything right, these are his words, if we do everything right, if we do it with absolute certainty, there's still a 30% chance we're going to get it wrong. I mean, like, is that a Saturday Night Live skit? I mean, it's just unbelievable. I remember a few years earlier, he was caught on tape um, trying to connect with a voter, and he said, in Delaware, the largest growth of population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. Those were his words. Can you imagine if a republican said that? I mean the the outrage. Uh, hard to imagine that happening for anyone else uh on the right without there being immediate calls uh for uh, uh that uh that elected official to resign. Now, I think it's even more troubling than just, and there's a long list. I mean, he talked about, in 2008, talked about how Hillary Clinton was more qualified to be vice president than he was. Uh, I mean, just another campaign event where he called out a state senator and asked him to stand up. The State senator was in a wheelchair. I mean, the list goes on and on. This is not just a recent occurrence. Again, it's getting maybe uh, more steady, but but this is, you know, he's had a career full of this. I think more troubling than all this, though, is the idea that he'll just say just about anything to get elected. I mean, literally, in 1988, when I was in college, Joe Biden was involved in his first of three campaigns uh, to try and be the president. In that one, he he literally plagiarized an entire speech from the the then labor leader in Britain, uh, Neil Kinnock. Uh, I mean, he talked. I mean, he even did the gestures. It was it was phenomenal. I remember all the outrage at the time. I, it actually still amazes me for the fact that because of this plagiarism scandal, it wasn't just one thing, it was many. It ultimately led to him dropping out of the race literally in 1987 and before the 88, before the ballots were cast. The fact that he ran again uh, and the fact that he got chosen to be vice president and now it, it, it is on track to be the nominee for National Democrats. It's just mind boggling. I mean, this guy got up and he said, you know, it, I think it was in a debate, if I remember right. He said, I, I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? There was plenty more of it. I mean, those were, again, the exact words. He even talked about his wife, just like Kinnock gestured and looked at his wife when giving the exact same comments that Biden then plagiarized. Well, they went on the media at the time, even before the internet. to Think about how more, uh, how much easier it would be to do that today. But even back then, in the eighties, they went through and found a number of his other speeches where he plagiarized from people like Bobby Kennedy and others, uh, almost word for word, literally word for word in some cases. So then later, they they on C-SPAN. There's his footage where, you know, Joe Biden can be a bit aggressive. We've seen it time and time again. Um, he used profanity with a guy here at Cops Custard when the guy said hey can we do anything for you he said yeah a tax break would be great he, he's had a you know a record of being that aggressive but he uh so he's all kind of worked up again this is in the uh, election or the the battle in 87 gearing up to the 88 election and he's caught on record mouthing off to somebody about how smart he was and uh, how he was one of the top graduates at Syracuse Law School well the record shows he wasn't. mean, again, I, people can certainly achieve things whether they're at the top or the bottom of the class in law school, but but don't pretend to be something that you're not. Uh, it also showed at the same time they did more digging and found out that he plagiarized an entire term paper right out of a law a review article. Uh, and I, if I remember right, he actually had to, to go back and beg the professor not to flunk him out of the class, uh, but to redo a completely new paper um, all this came to light. And of course, he dropped out of the, the race in the 80s. More recently, see, and PolitiFact documented, actually gave him a pants on fire. He, he actually told an audience in South Carolina earlier this year, he said, this day, 30 years ago, Nelson Bandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our UN ambassador on the streets of Suoto, trying to get to him on Robbins Island different on it was politifact uh said his statement uh, deserved a pants on fire rating after they interviewed uh former uh, un ambassador andrew young who who confirmed that neither of them were actually arrested in south africa now, now think of that beyond just his long record of plagiarism and false statements i think equally as troubling is the fact that the guy will say anything he elected i mean for years the the one else's aus- decency he had on the life issue was as bad as he was opposing uh, the life issues. Bad as he was supporting uh, killing unborn babies, at least, at least he acknowledged that taxpayers, people of good conscience, shouldn't be forced to pay for abortions for others out there. Well, of course, he's flip-flopped on that because of pressure from the from the radical left during the primary process. Um, similarly, uh, you know, for years as a member of the Senate, as a creature of the Senate all the sinners he talked about. Remember the civility he talked about? By the way, two of the sinners he referenced were segregationists, people who were racist, people who were said awful and horrible things uh, about African Americans. He talked about being examples of people who live in civility. So he was very much for the filibuster, defended it until recently. And now, of course, you just heard former President Barack Obama talking about wanting to get rid of the filibuster. Well, Joe Biden's flip flop again on that. And thinking of that, thinking of that speech, it's really hard to imagine that Joe Biden would be the leader of racial reconciliation in our country. After this, is a guy in the Senate years ago actually authored a bill to ban, to ban court ordered busing, to ban uh, busing uh, to desegregate our schools. Um, it's bad enough to think about people uh, from southern states who were pushing it at the time. This guy was from the northeast. Uh, But more than anything else, I think the bottom line, the the real reason, the most important reason Democrats want to hide Biden in his basement away from the American people is so they can't hear how he's literally outsourced his agenda to people like Bernie Sanders, AOC, and many of the others on the radical left. I think they understand, that the DNC and others in his campaign understand, that swing state voters, the people who live in states like mine, will not embrace a socialist agenda. You see, they don't want voters to know that Joe Biden will raise taxes on nearly every hardworking taxpayer in America. He will, because almost every hardworking taxpayer benefited from the Trump tax cuts, and Biden has repeatedly said he's going to repeal them. They don't want voters to know that Joe Biden's plans, the plans he supports from people like AOC and others, will, will cost states, again, like mine and Voters in Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania and elsewhere will cost us manufacturing and agricultural jobs at a time when Lord knows we can't afford to have any more jobs lost. They know that voters in key states like mine, uh, they don't want the voters to know in those states and around the country that Joe Biden favors. He said in one of the interviews. He asked, would you favor taking money away from the police and, and reassigning it elsewhere? Well, you can't take away money from the police at a time when violent crime is surging in many of our our nation's largest cities. They don't want voters to know these things. So they're keeping Joe Biden in the basin. See, Biden should never have been elected president in 1988 or 2008. Voters made it clear then voters should do the same in 2020. There's a reason they're hiding him in the basement. And it's more than just his age or his mental status. It's the fact that this guy is prone all throughout his four decades plus uh, of time in government and politics, prone to make huge gaffes. He'll say just about anything elected. But worst of all, he has done what what historically doesn't happen. Usually candidates run to their base in the primary and run to the middle instead He knew that he had a much better chance. There were few, if any, people in his lane to claim he was a moderate and let the progressive eat each other up, the radicals eat each other up uh, in the primary process. He staggered his way through that, but now he's going the opposite direction, and he's basically handed his agenda in this campaign and presumably his agenda if he was elected off to the really radical element of today's Democrat Party. We've seen what that's done in places like Seattle and Portland, Chicago and New York City. We don't want that to happen all across America. It's time to tell Biden to stay hidden in the basement and uh, find that to be a safe place to retire uh, after the 2020 elections all over. Until next week, uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep fighting for freedom. God bless.